So it's just the two of us today. Just the two of us. Mm-hmm. We can make it if we try. Oh my just God. the two of us. Your voice. <laughs> you and I. That's like how you sing <laughs> in Soul Cycle, though. You should really, maybe we can make that into our, just that, that's our song for when it's just us. Because I feel like it hasn't been us in a really long time. It hasn't. We've been so lucky. We've had some incredibly amazing women that we've been lucky enough to spend time with and learn from. But today, it's you and me, babe. Yeah, I know. Back to the originals. I feel like we needed to just take a second from putting together all the episodes, scheduling guests in it does add up and it does take time. And it's like, we just didn't know, like we needed the time to just regroup a little bit, right? Yeah, Just kind of take a second step back. We've had a whirlwind couple of months, both of us, and you're back in wedding planning again. Oh God. Round two. Help me, please. Wait, you had a semi breakdown last week, right? I did. Two weeks ago. And the funny thing was during that whole process of the first wedding planning, you know, the whole year and change, whatever it was, I never really had a breakdown. Yeah, you were real calm. I was not annoyed. Some of the parts, it's just not that fun. I was the type of person that thought, oh, everything was going to be great and joyful and wow. But no, it's annoying as fuck. And it took a lot of time and it took away time from my job, which that's, I think, what's really got in my head. But this past weekend, I had a full-on breakdown. Wait, before you go into the full breakdown, do you think it's because it's the second go around I just think that I knew how much time went into the first Uh, mode of planning that it just I thought started thinking about it all again and we're trying to just get a new invitation out our first invitations were very intricate they were beautiful Trisha from 1440 designed them they were incredible you guys I'm talking like a box this beautiful box with grass what kind of grass was Spanish it? moss Span- grass yeah well we're getting married in Charleston grass <laughs> is southern be- I'm like Bed y'all got coffin. some grass in that box that's fancy that's, she's like that beautiful grass coming out <laughs> I just put it on my I planted the plant in it and then no it was Spanish moss but it's okay that's that's again why we are who we are uh but no it was it was something that we really put time into because I'm all about setting the tone And you'd be surprised, though. There are ways that we cut costs and things that look more expensive. And that's having my mom involved. She's very, very good at that. But then it's like now you're creating a wedding invitation for that second round. And what do you do? Like, what do you... I mean, we're definitely doing something online, but it was about thinking about it again and putting it together and the emails that have to go into putting it together, asking favors from friends that I don't really like to do. Right. So I just had a little mini, mini breakdown and then I slipped on some ice and it was a great, great Saturday. Wait, you had a breakdown and then you fell on ice. Yeah, I was in full crying mode. My mother was like, what's going on? And then I stepped on some ice in my cowboy boots, like my mini cowboy booties and slid down my driveway and (laughs) hit myself. So I was full on crying. And then I just said, who is this person? I I don't do this. So, but it's really normal though, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sure to all the brides that have been there the first time, you know, and then if you've had to go through this a second time, you know, but I think that was what I needed to just kind of pinch me back. And I think you know, over the next four months, it's going to be that way. And like you said, it has felt like a whirlwind because I thought it was nine months ago when we first had to reschedule and now we're four months out. So it's here. Yeah. From December to March, almost, it's been crazy. And I feel like, you know, you and I have talked about this before when we're working and doing things. I don't know. I don't like the silence. 
and it gets me like, you know how weird I get yeah. when there's not something going on. Something on the horizon, something yes. going on, a job that you're waiting for or a whatever job booked, it is. a segment for me, something. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, I've, it's been fortunate that there have been things every week that have been booked. So that's great. But that has also not hindered us because you know, we're still kind of functioning at a fast pace and yeah. doing different things, but it's still like, it's almost like this, this weird slump, you know, and, and it's like, this is great. This is good, but we're trying to get it all together and we're trying to get things out faster than we really can. Yeah. So I'd like to fill in kind of what's going on with you. You last week, that this is the best part is that Bevan and I from week to week, we're like, let's look at our schedules. Let's <laughs> see how we can get this done. And we live next to each other guys. So it should be easy. Yeah, it should be easy. But last week, you were in London yeah. again. Again. What were you doing? So we had SoulCycle auditions in London. We are bringing SoulCycle to Europe for the first time ever, which is the most exciting thing on the planet. And I was lucky enough that I got to go and be a part of these auditions. People are ecstatic that yeah. SoulCycle is coming. First of all, just so you guys know, I have not even asked her. Like, this is how crazy we've been. I was supposed to ask her how her trip was at least, I don't know, six, seven times since I've seen you. And that's all I've wanted to know. So this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Like it's, you, you got there. I got there on a red eye, woke up, we started planning. I went with two amazing women that I work with, which was so much fun. And then we had 70 some people audition first round. Oh my God. I yep. don't even know how many people that's 70 people. 70. And they don't, I mean, a lot of them have been to SoulCycle once or twice, so they have an idea of what it is, but they just don't know yet. And to think that their minds are about to be blown, like they are going to get this gift of this mind-body experience that has changed me from the inside out, changed so many people I know from the inside out, and and it's coming to them right now. So it's it's really cool because they're super excited, but they still don't even know yet what they're really of the magnitude of what they're about to get. So you were part of a team of three people mm -hmm. that had to make decisions about or well, how we, to, yeah. We made what some decisions there, but ultimately it comes back to the office and we sit down and there's a lot of people involved in making the, the final decision. So then, and then when is everything expected to open? We are supposed to open, I think June or July of this year, the first studio in London, and then hopefully two more by the end of the year. Oh my God. Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. But you've also been sort of back and forth, like living this sort of European life, oh which God. I don't think a lot of people know about because you're not as vocal about it because a couple of like sad things have happened too. Yeah. You've been going back and forth to London since December. How many times, Bevan? I went to... Paris in the beginning of December, came back to New York, spent three days in New York, went back to London for five days, came back to New York, went back to London again, came back and then spent that last week in London too. Oh my God. Yeah. So what's it for? Yeah. It's crazy. been intense. It's been crazy. You know, I, I was someone who didn't travel during college. I was on One Tree Hill. Like I, I stayed, you know, yeah. in North Carolina and worked you were and, local. and didn't do, you didn't, didn't do the traveling thing. My first time to Europe was when... The first time I went with Will to meet his family. Oh my God, really? Yeah, very first time. And so then like for the past few months to be going back and forth like I have has been surreal and exciting and exhausting and amazing. But unfortunately, um, my husband lost his mother in December due to metastatic breast cancer. It was, you know, the best worst case scenario. 
the boys, her three sons were with her. And, you know, there's always the phrase, she's not in pain anymore. Right. Which feels... It's a weird It phrase. doesn't feel right not to a, say yeah. that. Yeah. Well, because it's sort of like a... It's as as like a sympathy thing or a, a like you're trying to like make make it positive or positive out of every situation but it feels cheap to me because yeah. it feels like it's cheapening someone else's pain you know it's I mean I just have admired you over these past couple of months because when your partner's mom it's like that's your next link and so many people have to go through that but not until later in life right you know what I mean it's not when you're younger and you're vibrant and you know it, it just like I just give you a lot of credit for dealing with all of this and then also being like a pillar of strength for your husband too, who is a strong, strong person in his own right. But you know, this is your mom. It's like, it's a, it's a bigger, bigger thing. Yeah. It's soul shaking. Right. I think the thing that I really learned over the past couple months that I will carry with me forever is there's no right thing to do ever. There's no right thing to say in situations like this. The only thing we can do is show up. Mm -hmm. Literally show up. Be there. Be a hand to hold. Be an ear to listen. And that's it. That's, That's what people need. Asking people, what can I do for you? Or is there anything I can do for you? At the time that people are grieving, they're not really able to ask for anything. They don't know what they need. So I'm not perfect at it. I'm still trying to be better at it. It's it's really hard. Will's brothers are in London and I and I want to be there for them more. And I think about them all the time. But life happens and I won't send the text or I don't pick up the phone. And I and I it's just those little things. If I can just get better at those little things, those tiny little things, okay. I can be more of a presence. You're doing a pretty, pretty good job. And I only know this kind of speaking to you and knowing sort of just all of the different layerings. I know you didn't always share this with some of your classes and when you were left because you were literally going back and forth. It was yeah. kind of crazy. And also to deal with the jet lag and, and the shock of it all. And it's it's pretty exhausting. And on top of that too, you mentioned being there. You missed your first sort of family holiday in Christmas. Yeah. we Will and I have been really lucky in the way that we've been able to do Christmas where we spend Christmas Eve with my family and then we get on a red eye on Christmas Christmas Eve night okay fly to London so we can wake up Christmas day and be with his family so we've made it work and it's kind of also it's been this really sweet thing where Will and I have a moment alone on Christmas yeah and it's just the two of us we're on the plane you know snuggle up yeah pass out have a glass of champagne yeah a few (laughs) and so yeah I made the decision which was really you know it shouldn't have been hard but it was hard for me it's very and hard. Are you, you were kidding? super helpful in that. Like, I remember just, you know, being like, this is the toughest situation. It's not going to be like this next year necessarily. You don't know what next year will bring. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you, you kind of got to go. You got to go. You got to go. And that was part of the lesson. Just be there. Yeah. Just be there. I was like, but there's nothing I can do. I, and I also have this fear of, am I going to wait until my parents get sick to spend enough time with them. You know, it's like the people you love the most. Yeah. I think you, and, and you know how deep and great that love is. You always are like, well, mom's okay. She'll be okay this year if I don't come home for the 4th of July or whatever it is, you know? And I, that's kind of what I was struggling with selfishly in the midst of my husband's struggle. And now you guys are kind of coming off of this and I'm sure like 
there's just been difficulties too because I'm sure grieving comes out in different ways. Totally. And then you're just like dealing with this whole process and like it's almost like you don't want to shove something under the rug. Do you remember what I looked like when I came back? Yeah. I got back from this trip to London and I think I was suppressing stress and grief and pain and wanting to hold everybody's pain in some way that was completely impossible and putting unrealistic expectations on myself. My whole face broke out in hives. I got a really foul cough. Yeah, this, oh my God, I could hear it down the hall. Yeah. It was a little suspect. Yeah, it was (laughs) a little crazy. But that's, yeah, but I guess that's symptoms of love mixed in it too and and stress and grieving and, and, and all of that. Yeah. All right. So that went down. Yeah. For those that didn't know. Here we are. Yeah. And here we are. And I know like we've also now that we've gotten to almost March, we've been expressing and talking a lot about, I think we've talked with at least three to four people in this last week about this slump in a sense. The February slump. Yeah. This like February slump where you come back from January, everyone's ready to go. They're all revved up and we're in that February slump. We're almost into March and everybody coming to like, I'm not as happy with my job. I'm not as happy with where I am right now with my body. Like what's the, and maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe it's an East Coast thing. That's what I wonder. Is yeah. it only us that experience cold? The seasonal depression. Yeah. Cause every year I say to myself around February and March, I, and it, and it shocks me every year. I'm like, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel sad? Why do I feel like I want to make a bunch of different changes? Like I just want to uproot my life. Yeah. I want to move. I want to quit. I want to start something new. I want to dye my hair a new color. All the things. And then all of a sudden I remember this happens every year. Yeah. Right here. It's like our seasonal seasonal thought process that's getting at us. Yeah. I, I, I go through those things too. It is interesting to see that it's not only us out there that's feeling this way. I've been asking classes in the beginning of class, is anyone else experiencing what I am during February? And literally today, I put two middle fingers in the air and said, fuck you, February. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That's going to be great. That's, I feel like that's going to be... And the best part was... The title of this episode. (laughs) I saw... I saw... For the first time in about two weeks, 61 people smile at the same time. And I was like, we've done it. Slow clap. Slow clap. That's, oh my God. That's interesting. Yeah. I I really do wonder if all of our LA girls are feeling the same way. Is it the sunlight? Is it the affecting? Is it like going into springtime? I don't know. Maybe it's just, I am. Or is it the changes you thought you were going to make that you didn't make? Right, right. We want to hear from you guys and what that means to you. Like if you're feeling that same way. And then from Tuesday when you and I were, well, this week I was, had like a disgusting case of food poisoning. Brittany was gray. Oh my God, you guys. I I had an experience. I, first of all, I don't get sick. So, or even when I feel like I'm sick, I feel that I just pick myself out of it or forget about it or try to. It's weird. Sick. We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's just me trying to like act, you know, like I'm above it. But then sometimes I can't. When you're an entrepreneur and your business relies on what you do, I really can have a sick day, which is a scary feeling sometimes. You had a segment with Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was no calling out. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I knew that I had it. When I started feeling sick and that food poisoning, that the wash of like nausea and oh my God, it was so bad coming over me in the morning. I was taking a train from Connecticut. I was, you know, 
packed in there with all these people. It was so bad. And I was just turning whiter and whiter by the second. Sweating. Sweating. I had my coat on. I took it off. I was trying to like fan myself and breathe at the same time. It was terrible. Made it down to our apartments and I couldn't even make it up to our floor before being in the gym. And just it was just a bad but bad. you threw up in the gym? Yeah. Yeah. On the first floor. Yeah. I couldn't even make it up to our floor. Like that's how bad it was. I couldn't even, yeah. Get up. I could not call out. I could not tell the producers that I did when I got there, but I could not tell them, hey, I'm sick today because guess what? You know, I need to make money and this was my job. And so and they'll bring somebody else in. They will. They will have someone booked in 2.5 seconds to take that spot. And so I just had to suck it up. I had a garbage can next to me and literally had to, on one of the breaks, like skip out on one of the long blocks. And I was like, please turn my microphones off because you don't want to hear what's going on right now. And then I came home and Bevan, oh my God, she, thank Again, it's like, thank God for your neighbor because she literally had all these things for me. I was like crying to my mom on the phone. Like, I'm so grateful and thankful because if I didn't have her, Ryan was away. I was just a mess. And it was like the first time I think I've really been so vulnerable to admit to you probably in like four years that I was done. Yeah. That's the funny thing about your body though, is if you try to push away what it's telling you, it's going to get to a place where you don't have a choice. Yeah. I believe that. I don't know where we got into this or why we did. Just the February slump of just making me think about all these different things. And also like not recognizing like we have so much in the hopper right now of all these very exciting things ahead of us. So many things are brewing, but they're in that state where I'm excited. I can feel something's on the edge, but they're just right under the surface. Yeah. And like, how do we... Like, how did you, when I saw Bevan also on Tuesday, she was like, I hate, da da da, I'm not happy. I'm, and I literally saw her from Monday where she was like this sparkle of, I don't even know. I'm not even going to say it. I went to the tanning bed. No, it's just, I, I did. cannot even comprehend like how. I did it. Mm-mm. It's, but I get it. I'm sorry. She can't, she needs a little color in her life and she didn't, she can't do I mean, a spray tan. I'm Southern. I can't do a spray tan because it'll come off in a second. My skin has never been this translucent before. I needed some sort of heat on my body. <laughs> so I went to the tanning bed. The point is, how does it go, go from, from there to and then to day Tuesday. two to be like, I hate my life. What am I doing with my job? What am I do? Am I going to have kids? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Am I wasting my time with everything that I'm doing? What's going on? I miss my friends everything's wrong oh my god you know what I mean like all the things at once so that was Tuesday so now how did you kind of pull yourself a little bit yes those thoughts are whirling and those they're still there but how did you kind of switch your demeanor really not there okay so that's good the thing is is now I was just saying like I miss my friends oh yeah yeah. those things are LA those things are always there okay right but how'd you switch uh I don't I didn't do anything I think I accepted the fact that I'm allowed to feel like this every once in a while and it's going to be temporary and it's fleeting and it never lasts forever. As long as we can remind ourselves that we've been there before. And if something is really wrong, like if there was a real issue with how I was spending my time during my day, then I know I will get to a point where my gut says it's time to make a new choice. And you're also really good at helping, like seeking help as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You are very, very good at that. Bevan's like... I've never known another person that will go get the advice of as many doctors as Bevan does. All of them. Because 
your hip right now is still not in its right place. Yeah, that's been really tough. Yeah, so like it's the hip, you know, your, your different thoughts right now. We're talking about fertility stuff too. Yeah. Things down the line, those different episodes that just came out. You guys just heard Samantha Bush as well. All the IVF treatments. It's like all circulating in our brains right now and what we want to do in our paths that are coming up. But it's a confidence thing and, and maybe it's combining some with when you work out, you feel a little better. There is something I do in the morning that makes a big difference in my life is when the alarm clock goes off, instead of just jumping up and you know hitting it and, and going straight to my email or whatever it is, I try to take a breath and remind myself how lucky I am to get another day. And also everything that I'm going to do today, I chose. And if I don't want to do it, I can choose another thing. It's so true. It's so, so true. It's just having that out. I'm, I'm with you on that because whenever I get to the point of, oh my God, it's crazy and I'm not, or I didn't look a certain way in this picture. I looked a little fat in this photo or whatever it is. I always have Babs Levine too in my ear and she's like, Brittany Hope, you got to count your blessings. Yep. And I'm not, as you know, you guys have learned, I'm, we're not like very, very religious people, but it's just also just counting what you have and what we're fortunate enough to have, mm-hmm. that we're here, we're alive, we have each other, you know, and, and the, the good fortune that, that I'm working, that I am able to work, that I don't have both wrists broken, that I fell on ice <laughs> back mm-hmm. on Saturday, that I would not be able to work for a good three months, whatever yeah. it would be, before wrist could heal. How are you going to work that mouse without a healthy wrist, B? Shut up. Oh, my <laughs> God. I don't know. I would have to I would have to do like a padding. I would literally have to get a like a USB cord. There are things you can use your feet to um, do. <sighs> it's great. Okay, I'll, I'll look in investing in that. That's fine. They have them on Amazon. But it's just the way that we have been able to kind of pick ourselves out of the slump. And then also for me, I think... I, when I'm not working, I get a little on edge, as you know, or if I don't feel like I'm working to my greatest potential, I get a little on edge. But for me, it's like also just putting the list in order again and trying to say, okay, yes, it looks so big right now and it looks enormous, but at least tackling it. It's gaining control again. Yeah. It's going from the space of everything's going wrong. Everything's happening to me. This is all too big. I don't know what to do to going no, wait, this is the life I chose. These are the things that I chose. Now let's look at it and see how I want to elevate it or shift it or move it. And once you have a plan and action, anxiety starts to kind of dissipate. Subside. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Um, I think we're, we're trying. We're all trying, we're right? We're just trying, right? And, and also it's been really helpful to walk into a room of 61 people two to three times a day and say, am I alone? And here you are not alone. No, you're not. You're not alone. You're going through this with other people. We talked about this last episode, vulnerability being the key to helping this journey not feel so isolating. Like we're all going through it. Yeah. We're all going through it. So yeah, if you guys can let us know what you do to get out of your slumps and this February slump, we would really like to know and really put some of those practices to use Mm -hmm. (laughs) in our lives. Please. And just wanted to end on, I know a lot of you have been asking and giving great support, some of these questions towards where we're going and what we're doing. We've been so excited. Maybe you've seen some pictures um, up on our social about um, some different recordings. And we were at ESPN the other week. It was so cool. Oh my God. I, Bevan and I, 
Bevan went from teaching two classes that morning. And again, this is after a full week of work. We've been going bananas, different segments, different travels. And we went into the studio and we partnered and been pairing with a really incredible, incredible woman who has her own show at ESPN. I think she has two, right? She has two now. Yeah, Yeah. I think she's going into her second one shortly, I think. Anita Marks. She is this amazing woman who I know a lot of my family members know who are avid, avid listeners. And we're working on something with her that got us in studio to record a pilot of, you know, a potential show opportunity. I mean, how crazy was it for you to be in this real studio scenario? It was insane. I mean, we literally walked into B&H, which is a electronic store. And we said to the guy behind the counter, hey, we're going to do a podcast. What kind of mic should we get? And they kind of walked us through and gave us all this equipment. And we bought it and we brought it home and we set it up. I still only knew, know how to use like two knobs on this whole looks really giant official, switchboard. It does. it does. But it looks super official. And then to actually be at ESPN and thinking about what potentially could happen in the future was overwhelming. We were high. We were high. It was a, a literal high of where... The real equipment, being in the studio, just, it was like, we were exhausted, but then boom, it was a switch of just, we could be here all day yeah. and just enjoy it. And it was something about, I don't, you and I have both never done radio. Right. So it was a different medium, I think, for the both of us to get used to, first of all, the breathing and the different techniques of the mics and how they really just got every single sound we made. Every sound. Yeah. So it sounds like we are gasping for air <gasps> before each sentence, which you guys hopefully don't hear as much. Bevan is like an editing whiz. But it was it was really cool. And right now, I think it takes a lot of a process where we did say before, you want everything tomorrow. We want it to be done and packaged and beautiful. But... We're working on it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that needs to fall into place in order to make it a reality. But we got to experience that feeling just for a second, which I think was really inspiring for both of us, right? Oh, yeah. It was a glimpse of, wow, this could be another something. And and just being able to speak to women and men on a different level and with a different audience it was it's really interesting what it did to my brain because after walking out of that space and experiencing that feeling in that studio for a minute I had the ability to step away and dream even bigger I was able to see things in the future and 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 imagine actually imagine and feel the feeling of what it would be like if you and I were doing something on such a big scale and and reaching a lot of people and connecting a lot of people and inspiring conversation in that way. It was just, it was exciting. It was very exciting. So, so we'll see. So we will see. And I know this is all very vague and cryptic, but we'll, you know, hopefully be able to talk about something soon. All well wishes are um, well received. And the vibes, (laughs) please send them because we're, you know, we're trying and it's something where we really would like to make this more of a dominant thing in our lives and something where we can, you know, support ourselves a little bit more with it and focus on more because it's something that we've both found that we love and, you know, want other people to experience that and and help other people in that way too. So pretty much it that's it that's That's it on this episode yeah (laughs) now it's a friday night and we're gonna go back to drinking wine this is our first friday night in a while so get the freak show yeah so let's get it going (laughs) bye guys